Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it's the morning zoo. God, I wanted to work on a morning zoo so badly back in the 80s and 90s. They always seem like they're having such a good time. I just wanted to be the guy that got to bang the drum. And they'd all play that song. I don't want to work. I just want to bang the drum all day. Man, they were funny. <sighs> we're on? What? A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. I'm Gardner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. Welcome to episode one of the Lawn Chair Profits, formerly known as Top Ranking Podcast. Yeah, this is all new ground we're trudging today. Uh, it's an exciting day. I think there's a cake somewhere. I would imagine there's cake. I mean, I ate cake. We're on the Frequency Podcast Network now, too, which not really sure what that means. We signed some papers. Maybe we got a deal like so many of those blues musicians did back in the 30s and 40s. Yeah, I signed over uh, the mortgage... For my house, uh -huh. which I thought was a weird detail, but... To be on a podcast. Yeah, but... Who knew? I guess. What do I know about law? Hey, coming up on this edition of the Lawn Chair Profits, had to stop and think, uh, easy ways to look like a total badass. Mm, I got lots of those. It's pretty much my life. We're going to summon the feels with stories of random acts of kindness. Uh, we'll also summon the feels at the opposite end of the feel spectrum, by talking about the fact that you are not your parents' favorite child. I'm not? No. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Prophets. Two guys just watching the world go by. Hey, do you, uh, are you your parents' favorite child? Uh, no. No? Probably not. I've been gone for so long. Everyone else lives in Calgary. I've been gone since I was 18. Oh. So I'm probably I'm pretty much the forgotten one. I was just gonna ask, do they even remember who you are? I don't think so. Uh, I was actually at my parents' house a couple weeks ago, and I'd brought my new puppy down. Mm. And I can tell you with 100% certainty that that dog is already more well liked and more well respected in that household than I ever have been or will be. Wow. Well, I think it's fairly common, and no parent will admit that they have a favorite child. This is not a discussion. Of that. We're not going to talk about parents and how they've got a secret favorite child. We're going to talk about us, the siblings, the one of the many, the brothers, the sisters, who you were not the favorite child. And it was glaringly obvious, maybe not just even growing up, but even to this very day. Um, things like this is a text message. Every photo of me in my parents' house is with the rest of the family. They have a painting of my younger sister, along with her grad photos prominently on display. Wow, the painting is next level. It is. That is salt in the wounds. To like, a is whole it hanging in the front entrance when you first come into the parents' house? Is the painting of the sister hanging right there? I, I imagine it over top of a gigantic fireplace. Mm. Uh, this one, I'm the middle child. My dad worked shift work away from home, which left my mom with the brunt of parenting duties. My mom consistently forgot me. She would forget me at the grocery store. She would forget me. She would forget to pick me up from school, extracurricular activities, family members' homes. After a while, I would just assume she forgot. So by grade six, 
I would just walk home from wherever I was. Wow, that's a tough realization for a grade six student. That is really, really sad. That you may as well walk the 20 kilometers home because mom doesn't remember that you're at school. Ooh, oh, I want to talk to that guy on the phone here. He, <laughs> he texted, I am the clear favorite, but that's only because my brother likes to be in prison. Oh, Ooh, juicy. So what's that like when you go to visit your brother in prison? Do you do that move where you put your hand on the glass and... He puts his hand on the glass. Uh, it depends on the level of prison he's in. Uh, most of the time he was in medium security, so it was actually a room where he could sit down. You know Arrested Development when they're meeting the yeah. father? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like that where you're sitting at a table. With him. Almost like you're in a fast food restaurant and there's tables all around. And Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> less fast food and more prison. Must be a little weird going to see your brother in prison. Would be weirder going to see your brother in prison or your dad? Probably your dad. Or your mom. Ooh, mom. Mom in prison would be the most weird. Mom prison, yeah, that'd be a hard place. <laughs> that would be strange. Uh, oh, this one right here. My mom never used to pick up my calls. One day I was out with my brother. We needed to talk to her. I called. No answer. So he called. She answered on the first ring. Later, I called her out on it. She straight up told me she just doesn't like talking to me. Ouch. Mom dropping truth bombs, shattering egos. Uh, This one came in. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, Here's a least favorite child story. I'm an only child, and currently in my mom's house, there are no pictures of me on the wall, but pictures of all of our dogs growing up when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Not even live dogs, dead dogs from his childhood. I've always thought the greatest way to be a vindictive parent once your kids leave home is get a dog the minute they leave home. Finally break down and get a dog, but name it after one of them. Mm. Or do what my parents did and uh, make an at-home winery in your <laughs> old bedroom. They turned your ba- bedroom into a vineyard? Yeah. They make wine in what used to be my bedroom. I thought parents always just made your room into a gym, but apparently they're doing wine now, too. Oh, that's the way my folks went. Well, this one has nothing to do with anything, but it's interesting. Hey, guys, just found out the guy I've been seeing for the last three months is the same guy that my mom had an affair with when she left my dad. Oh, my. Ooh. Ooh, that's a scandal. How do you get invited to that Christmas dinner? Do you think the guy knew? I don't know. Oh, yeah, he probably did. And the whole time he's like, yeah, I'm sparing up this frame. Oh, man. That's a bowling reference. (laughs) Like, was he with the mom, sees pictures of the kids and is like, does he panic or does he go, all right? So I just the daughter like, I could take a run at that. That just got exceptionally creepy. That is scandalous. That's something you'll never forget as a family. Yeah. It might not be brought up, but you'll one day you'll be playing, I don't know, you'll be playing cards around the table when the dust is settled from all this chaos. And then in the back of your head, you're going to be like, we dated the same person. No, you'll be like, hey, mom, remember that one time you slept with my boyfriend? Or whatever his name is. Let's just say Terry. His name was Terry. You're watching a movie with your mom years from now, and one of the characters' name is Terry. And oh. every time they say Terry, you're just like, oh. oh. See, do you ever think about that? People that have been, uh, you know, maybe they've had an affair and they've been busted or whatever, 
and now you're watching a movie and the guy in the movie is having an affair with a woman of the same name of your real affair and you're like it would just be a minefield of awkward wherever you went oh he would just keep bringing it back up again Ooh. man that's a scandal just sitting in your car driving home from the party late at night when it's really really quiet and the signal light seems really really loud for some reason and you're just sitting there and all of a sudden she brings it up yeah. All of a sudden there's a train you get stuck behind for 20 minutes and you're like, this is the worst day of my life. <laughs> and some tagger is graffitied on every single car, the name of the woman you had the affair with. <laughs> wow. It's like how, like when uh, you're looking for a car and you're like, I think I want one of these. And all of a sudden you see them everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. That when you have an affair with, I don't know, a Terry, that all of a sudden you see Terry everywhere. Yeah. Oh man. I have very little experience when it comes to affairs. So me, I hope to keep it that way. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I like to watch from a distance. So I just I live vicariously through text like that one. Oh, my. Back on track. Uh, my family moved overseas when I was in my early 20s. I stayed here. I went to visit a few years ago. There wasn't a single picture of me anywhere. I met some of their friends. They didn't even know my parents had a fourth child. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Ooh, the picture thing you could get around as a parent, but once the friends are like, who are you? Uh, Never heard of you. That stings. Hey, uh, hang on. I want to grab this. Hello? Hi, you guys were uh, asking about the, the favorite children. Yeah, are you the favorite? No, not at all. Not even a little bit. Actually, the funny thing is, is my sister married the favorite kid in our family. Your sister married the favorite kid in your... Yes. Your yes. sister married your brother? No, no, no. He's brother-in-law. Now he's a member of our family because he got married in. No, um, my dad is a farmer, and my brother and myself, biological, never became farmers, but my sister married a farmer. Ooh. Now my brother-in-law is the favorite in the family because yeah. he farms, and my dad farms with him, and they farm together, and they talk about riding tractors and stuff. And I, I talk no about that. Self-propelled versus pull-type combines, post-emergent. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they talk about how many hours they've, like, banked on the tractor. They're all like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. And, and me and my brother shake our head, and we're like, well, at least my dad has somebody to, uh, you know, mm. talk about tractors when they re he retires. Yeah. Do you sometimes find yourself down at the Internet just reading about tractors and fertilizer? Not even a little bit. No, no, no. no I'm actually a mechanic, so every once in a while I get to, like, Spark my dad's interest when I fix his old tractor, but I couldn't care less. And then, yeah, it goes back to the, just the two of them just, like, loving their tractors and, and, and doing farm things. Are you worried that he's going to leave the farm to your sister and your brother-in-law? I hope he does. I really do, because, like, yeah, well, he's retired now. He's on an acreage, but my brother-in-law has a farm far away, and my dad visits probably, you know, once a month to go help him out on the farm during farm times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's okay. You want to have some? At least, at least my dad has somebody. You know. Okay. Well, that's a that's a very grown up and mature way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I I thought so. So yeah, no. And my sister married the favorite in the family. Yeah, if okay. that makes sense. Well, hopefully that feels good to work some stuff out here on the show today. Seems like people got some stuff off their chest. This isn't a podcast. You know what this is? This is a couch. You lay down on this couch. You tell us your woes. Yeah. Tell us how you feel. You have questions. The Lawn Chair Profits have answers. So I was driving to work the other day at my real job, and um, I was in a drive-thru, and this is like 3.30 in the morning, 
The car in front of me bought me a coffee. Well, that's lovely. Yeah, you hear about this from time to time, and it happens every now and again. And I'm the recipient of a free coffee. And every now and again, I'll return the favor by doing it for somebody else. And it's kind of cool and everything because it's anonymous. It's you're under the cover of darkness. You don't know who this stranger is that just bought you a coffee, and they vanish into the dark before you can even give them a thank you, stranger. They're gone. But how weird would that be if you were standing in line for groceries? <laughs> yeah. That- <laughs> and the person in front of you is like, uh, let me get those eggs and mouthwash for you. <laughs> no, it really only works in the drive-thru because you can just steal away into the night. Yeah, yeah. But we heard from all sorts of people that say, oh, no, no, people have bought my groceries before. Maybe... Maybe it was out of necessity. Maybe your debit card failed or whatever. But maybe it was just somebody trying to do something nice for you. But at the same time, it would just come off as awkward. It would, too, because you just think about the logistics of a drive through And uh, by the time they're paying, you're right behind them. You've already placed your order. Yeah. So they can just pay for it and leave. In a grocery store, they still have to ring through all your stuff. So you're like... I'm going to pay for the groceries for this person behind me. Yeah, you have to stand there and... Yeah, as they scan this other person's groceries, and then you're both standing there being like, (laughs) "Yeah, how about this weather? Yeah. Uh, Do you pity me? (laughs) Don't pity me. See, that's what I would think. think, Do I look like a charity case? Do I look like I Uh, need the help? uh, This one here. One time I was in line at a No Frills. No Frills is a grocery store here. These two young guys waited so long in the line just for a pineapple. When they got to the till, they found out the till doesn't accept visa. They were going to walk out without their pineapple, so I stepped up and I bought it for them. You bought some strangers a pineapple. Fantastic. That's pretty pretty nice. It's weird that you're waiting and like, what's going on with those guys in that pineapple? That's How- all I can think of. <laughs> yeah, I bet you. I'm going to guess it was probably near a high school it was a Friday, and they were going to try injecting it with vodka or something like that. They were probably doing some sort of weird alcoholic Pinterest thing. Oh, could be. Yeah, um, that'd make more sense. Also, the no frills. Not a big fan of that name. I think there needs to be some frills when it comes to your grocery store. <laughs> like, I don't need, you know, a, a mink rug when I walk through the front door. I don't need a shopping cart with the tusk of an African elephant as the handle. I don't need any of that stuff. But I just want a couple of frills. Well, I think uh, your next business should be opening a competing grocery store directly across the street from a no frills, and you call it some frills. Yeah. And then when people come in and go, yeah, what, are you the, what frills do you have that the no frills doesn't have? You could be like, I don't know, heat? <laughs> we have heat and refrigeration. Do they? I don't think so. Some frills. This is a good idea. It sure is. Uh, hey, Garner and Bryce, when I was a server, I had a cute older couple tell me they wanted to pay for a young family's meal in the restaurant. They wrote on a napkin, we had young ones once too. You're doing a great job. And asked me to drop it off once they left. Melted my heart, Jacqueline. That's nice. That is nice. And it's nice too because I'm sure the parents probably really appreciated it because they were super exhausted from their children, I assume. Yeah, very few people will tell you you're doing a good job as a parent. If I'm at a nice restaurant and someone's bought the meal for myself and my main squeeze, Mm -hmm. I would assume they're just trying to pick up my main squeeze. Really? You immediately go to that. You're that threatened and that insecure. (laughs) Absolutely. I take that as a line in the sand. Huh. And uh, You stand up from your table, dab your 
dab the napkin to the corners of your mouth and then look at the person and go, I will fight you. Yeah. I was like, I'll offer them some dessert, a couple of knuckle sandwiches. Yeah, that's not a dessert. That's a main course. <laughs> uh, who's on the phone? Hi. I did kind of do a uh, grocery store line pay one day, but it was kind of one of those uh, trying to be a good human and try not to embarrass somebody, and it worked out in my favor. Mm, yeah. Oh, somebody struggling to pay off well their- yeah their their card came up you know funds not whatever and i watched this i i'm assuming she was a mom based on what was in her bags and she turned to reach into her bag to try another card so i just reached over and tapped my card on the thing and the cashier kind of looked at me and she said oh excuse me miss uh, it actually went through it worked and i managed to get away without the awkward I just paid for it conversation, and she took her bags and said thank you and went on her way. And having no idea that a stranger paid for her groceries. Idea. You get 2,500 Garner Andrews show points for being a decent human being. I will add it to my collection. Yeah, one day you'll have enough enough points to buy one of those giant novelty pencils here. I think they're about 500,000 points. So I got a long ways to go. Yeah, you do, but it'll be worth it when you get there one day. Awesome. Do you get the feeling, though, Tap Guy wanted her to know that he tapped her groceries? Or, I don't know, maybe he's completely comfortable being an anonymous. I don't know. How could that person think, though, that their card was refused and then suddenly, like magic, boom, oh, there's the money. You can have your groceries. That's an interesting one. Yeah. That, that's a bold, bold strategy. The example of the grocery store, though, as opposed to the drive-thru, caught fire here because everybody wants to talk about their experience of having groceries bought for them. That's so weird. I hope that never happens to me. I mean, if I really, really needed it, I guess I would be thankful. But at the same time, there's just, I don't know, I would feel so bloody awkward. You know what's awkward? In high school, I worked at a grocery store as a bag boy. And there would be times, I remember, where people would come up with $200 worth of groceries. All of a sudden, they couldn't pay for it. And Jaboy had to go back around the store putting everything back. Dairy first? Dairy first, yeah. yeah. Perishables first. Did you ever, like, did you get good at, I feel like there'd be people that have worked in grocery stores for a long, long time. And you would get very, very good at, uh, you'd see somebody in your line and you're going to be like, oh yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> like, can you tell? Oh yeah. Yeah? You can definitely tell. Yeah, when they're like, this is going to be a struggle. And then you, as the person ringing in the groceries, have to be, I'm I'm sure it's our machine. (laughs) Do you want to try another card? You could always tell, too, not only that part of it, but also you could kind of tell when they wanted help bringing the groceries to their car. Oh. That I was going to get to the car and it was going to be absolute chaos. (laughs) There'd be no trunk space. There'd be no room to put their $300 worth of groceries. Four Rottweilers in the back seat. Yeah, they got dogs, kids. Every seat's full, no trunk. And you're like, oh. Oh, here's a nice one. Uh, Garner and Bryce, I had someone buy my groceries once. It was the holiday season, and it wasn't going to be a cheap trip to the store for me. However, the guy in front of me was getting rung through, told the cashier that he would pay for my groceries as well. You're right. It was pretty awkward. Mm -hmm. But I was very thankful. Oh, yeah. See? Yeah, because he had to stand there as you got your groceries scanned. It's a nice gesture, but pass. Anyone ever given you an item of clothing while you're standing in line? Uh, well, I never really had a guy buy me anything, but one time I was at the Superstore in Fort McMurray, and 
Unfortunately, I forgot a belt that day, and my pants kept falling down, and a guy actually gave me his belt. Like he just took it off right there and handed yeah. it to you? Yeah, yeah, he did. He said, I think you need this more than me. And I was like, oh, thanks, man. And the, the thing is, like, I, I tried it on, and it didn't fit, but I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should give it back to him or, like, just pretend like it, it worked. <laughs> like it was too small? Yeah, it was too small. Huh. So what? I pretended like it like it worked, but it didn't. So I didn't know how to react to that. Yeah, totally cut off circulation to your lower body. I couldn't even get it buttoned up. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's yeah, that's kind of a feel good story. That we need more of these stories. Oh yeah. I don't know. I I thought it was kind of awkward, but then on the same note, like it was like. It was like a good feeling that someone kind of was looking out for my well-being. But at the same time, you felt bad about yourself because you were clearly way fatter than the guy who gave you the belt. You know what's weird? I just saw yesterday at Costco, because I'm a Costco member, (laughs) no big deal. They don't just let anyone join. But I was parked in the Costco parking lot, and the guy came out with, you know, a ton of groceries. And he's loading them into his truck, and his pants kept falling down to his knees. Did he have a belt? He had a belt on. He just didn't know how to use the belt? I'm sitting there going, how do you not have this dialed in? Huh. How can you have a membership at this exclusive place when you can't even You do don't a even belt know like how it? to use a belt. Like, they I, sell belts at Costco. They do. But this Jeez. guy couldn't wrap his mind around why his pants kept falling down. Anyway, it would be weird if someone handed me a belt. Actually, no one's ever done anything for me now that I think about it. I've never had a coffee paid for me, mostly because I don't drink coffee. So I can kind of see why that hasn't worked out for you me. You know who drinks coffee, Bryce? Adults with <laughs> adult responsibilities. That's who drinks coffee. And I think if I was in a grocery store and someone was like, took a look at me and then like, I'll pay for his groceries too. Be like, Do I look like I can't afford it? I instantly get defensive. Yeah. Do you want to see my pay stub? Yeah. Excuse me. I can afford my own grocery. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't think I would let someone pay for my groceries. That's why when you go grocery shopping, no matter how broke you are, always wear a top hat and a monocle. Mm-hmm. Self checkout. That's your best friend. The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Garner, you've long had a list that's been ever growing of things you can't look cool doing. Yeah, that's something I've been talking about for fifteen years, probably. It's a classic list full of. Amazing examples. Things like, okay, we were just talking about the grocery store. The grocery store is rife with things that will make you look horribly uncool. Like, you buy toilet paper. It doesn't fit in a discreet shopping bag. You got to walk across the parking lot or worse, to the bus stop with a 24-pack of Charmin under your arm. (laughs) And meanwhile, everybody's looking at you going, ew, that guy poops. Because we all like to pretend we don't, right? Yeah, you try and hide that toilet paper on the bottom part of the shopping cart, uh-huh. but we can all see it, and we all know it's there. That's why I've said there should be a shopping cart shame curtain, like a yes. curtain that you pull around the outside. I don't know whether this is something they build into the shopping cart or you just bring it with you. It's probably something you bring with you, and at the end, it all folds up into a a shopping bag. Oh, my God. Oh, this is this is a great idea. Holy shit. We should stop talking right now. <laughs> so you've had this list going, but then I got to thinking recently, why don't we have a list of the things that make you look totally badass, even so, if you're not? So these would be the exact opposite. Yeah, things that make you look amazing. Uh, somebody said, 
the list of things you can't look cool doing is getting too complicated. How about just eating a banana? It is definitely impossible to look cool eating a banana. At least with an apple, you can pop one foot up on a chair and carve off pieces with a knife yes. to look pretty freaking cool. Yes. This can't work if it's a banana. No. Yes. <laughs> no, it can't. Eating an apple with a knife. Oh, my God. That instantly, you could be in the middle of a business meeting. You could be in the middle of an audit. You're getting audited. Yeah. And the banker's just looking down at you at the mess that is your life. And you start eating an apple with a knife? The way I'm sitting right now with one foot up on the counter. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're going to stop that audit and just let you go. Yeah. Purely out of respect. The one that I always think of, and I doubt it works in real life because nobody's ever done it for me. You know how in a beer commercial, all the best friends get together and they're in somebody's backyard and you're looking at the yard and you're looking at the house and you're like... There's no way these millennials can afford this house. But for some reason, they're having a party back there. Yes. And the one guy, the cool dude, he reaches into the cooler and he fires a beer to another cool dude who always catches it in one hand, label out towards the camera. And then he cracks that thing open. That makes you look like a badass. It does. The tosser and the person who catches it, too. Yeah, your tag team badassery over there. Would you actually open that can, though? It'd be so shaken up. Oh, you'd have to wait a few minutes. Of course, or run it under warm water. <laughs> Is that a trick? I think so. Or maybe it's cold water. I don't know. Go home and try it today. I've never heard of that one. Uh, one that I always try, and I assume that when I pull it off, that people everywhere are just staring in awe, mm -hmm. is when you're in an airport and you get on one of those moving sidewalks. <laughs> and at the end, when it transitions from moving sidewalk back to normal flooring, yeah, that you do it smoothly. You don't have to take a pickup step or yeah, anything? There's no stutter step. There's yep. no stumble. It's just... One, one constant motion. fluid motion. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, you do that, and people are like, whoa. Whoa, that guy's ridden moving sidewalks before. That guy's probably flying his own plane out of here. Probably. That's what they think when they see me pull that off. Uh, <laughs> another one is the, uh, when you're, where we're talking about Brad Pitt. Where oh, he, yeah. There, if you Google Brad Pitt bicycle, the first picture that shows up is the move we're going to talk about right now. And that's where when you're riding a bicycle and you're almost at your destination and you swing the one leg back over. So now you got two feet on one side of the bike and you're just coasting it in. Yes. Holy <laughs> crap, that's cool. <laughs> Have you ever tried that? No. The balance is so wonky. That's something you want to do in the Safeway parking lot at like 3 o'clock in the morning. Just get your bike out and practice doing that when there's nobody around. Yeah, you don't just start doing that in the middle of downtown. What's that even called? I don't even know. It needs a name. The Brad Pitt? Pitting. Ooh, <laughs> I'm going to Brad that bike. <laughs> you're going to Brad the bike. Ooh. Uh, another one that I, I'm a big fan of is when you're out for a walk and you're stopped at a red light. Mm -hmm. And you can anticipate that the light's about to change back to uh, so you can cross the road. And you're the first in a busy, a whole bunch of pedestrians are there. And you're the first one. And you got like a second or two head start. Then the light changes. And you don't get hit by a cement truck. Yeah. Yeah. You just properly anticipate the light change. Mm. And everyone's like, whoa, this guy knows these streets. Let me lay you, this one on you. Uh, you look like a total badass when the equipment manager is adjusting a screw in your helmet while you're standing on the headline and you're still wearing the helmet. Oh, yeah. Yes. That is a good move. People at home are watching going, oh, my God, that guy's a machine. He's a total machine. Have you ever played slow pitch baseball? Yes. Where you go up to, uh, to bat and you're standing there at home plate, no hand smoking. And they, swinging a bat. <laughs> they lob the ball to you and you smack a dinger. 
uh, is that cool and badass or does that reek of addiction? A uh, little column A, little column B. Uh, but no hand smoking, hitting a dinger, and then doing the run, hitting all the bases while continuing to no hand smoke. One that I thought about a lot this summer because uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, Bryce. I spent a lot of time on boats. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't own a boat. I just spent a lot of time on boats. You should put that on business cards. <laughs> I spent a lot of time I on boats. I spent a lot of time on boats. Oh, my God. That needs to be my business card. <laughs> I should just at least be a T-shirt. I spent a lot of time on boats. <laughs> but the one thing I always think of, and I'm always the last guy to get in the boat because I feel like I look so damn cool is being the guy holding on to the boat while everybody gets into the boat and gets themselves settled. Mm -hmm. And then you get to go, should I just give us a little push off now? And then you do the push off and in one fluid motion, you also step into the boat at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Holding on to a boat, badass. It is. And simultaneously, I spent some time in Tofino, British Columbia this summer. I've been there before. And I was sitting on a patio and watching this boat come in and this guy clearly had done this once or twice before, went into the marina and just like kind of did the the slide, the Tokyo Drift oh. style slide right into the dock, right in between two other boats, flawlessly. Don't they park a police car like that in the Blues Brothers? They go from one side of the street to the other. Maybe I'm thinking a different movie. It was pretty awesome. That I'm surprised cool. the women on the patio didn't just rush that yeah. marina. They'd be like, I know a guy with a boat, and they just leave you sitting where you're at. But there's lots of opportunity for cool things on boats mm -hmm. hey uh between you and i and nobody's listening to this right now tofino one day's good enough right <laughs> yes okay i thought so okay. it's beautiful don't get me wrong but if you're a two surfer, or three days there you're like whoo boy yeah, what if now if you're a surfer Tofino's probably a lot of fun mm -hmm. i'm not a surfer uh turns out it's a very very small town yeah uh i got one more Opening a bottle of beer with anything but a bottle opener. Oh, when you see someone use a lighter to snap off a lid. Especially when they don't make a big deal of it. Mm -hmm. They just, people are all like, oh my God, that guy has been to some off the grid parties. <laughs> like, it's just, he seems dangerous. Yeah. I like it. Or when they use like the side of a picnic table and just like slam it down. Yeah. But then it doesn't fizz all over. I know. Because I've done that. Before, where I've gotten the lid off on a picnic table, but then all of a sudden it just sprayed everywhere. I want you to try that on your brand new quartz countertops, Bryce, and <laughs> report back to us next week on how that went. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits stay in the dumpster behind the building by the rail yard. Classy. Classy.